generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Let's go real quick to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, 37. Ezekiel 37. It's a very strong prophetic word, strong prophetic word, and I want you to respond quickly as I breeze through it. Ezekiel 37, the word says from verse 1, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of what? Shout it. was full of what? Bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. That must have been a scary, gory sight. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you knew. Again, he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, Shapaya, hear, <laughs> hear the word of the Lord. I prophesy over this atmosphere this morning that dry bones will hear the voice of the Lord. Dry elements, dry components, dry constituents of your life and your makeup. This morning they will hear the word of the Lord and they will come back to life. Thus says the Lord God to this bone, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall leave. I will put sinews on you and bring fresh flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath into you and you shall leave. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly, a rattling. And the bones came together. Bone to bone. Things will come together in your life. The dismantled, the disconnected, the broken, the dry, the depleted, the dumb, the abandoned. They will come together. I release the spirit of prophecy over this house. Not only for you to be a recipient of prophetic words. But for you to be a partner in pronouncing and proclaiming the prophetic words of God that by the spoken word of God the inspired word of God running like rivers of revelation from your belly you will begin to speak to the different elements of your life and as a deed in the vision of Ezekiel bone will come to its bone 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 elements will come to its element timing will align things will synchronize relationships will come together divine connections will begin to find their place in your life in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Bone came to bone. Verse 18. Indeed as I looked the sinews and the flesh came upon them. And the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. Also he said to me. What did he say again? Prophesy to the breath. <laughs> Let me tell somebody something this morning. By the words of God that you will keep proclaiming over your life. Your life will take a different dimension this year. Your life, you will use your tongue to rearrange, reconfigure, realign, restructure, rejuvenate your life. Dry bones, said prophesy to the breath. I was saying to you earlier that inanimate things, they hear what you say. How will they not hear what you say when they were created by the words of God? 
God didn't just say prophesy to the bones. You would say, well, bones used to live one time. He said prophesy to the breath. Prophesy to oxygen. Masupaya. So there might be somebody on a ventilator somewhere. A family member, a loved one. You can speak to their oxygen. Go up. You're not ready for this. You're ready for my, my Christianity. Jesus looked at a tree and he spoke to a tree and he said, oh my Lakajaha. Do you know what the Bible says concerning that? I might touch on it in second service. The Bible says that they saw that there was no fruit. He saw that there was no fruit and Jesus answered the tree. In other words, the tree was speaking to Jesus. Jesus spoke back. Do you know your account is asking you questions? What are you answering back? Your health is asking you questions. What are you answering back? The sickness in your family member's body is asking you questions. What are you, are you answering back? He said, and Jesus answered the tree. This is not the service to be quiet. If you don't want to shout where you are, there's enough room at the back. Go back somewhere. This morning, I want spirit to spirit. That as the word is coming, yes, you will take some notes. But you will also kabash and walk around. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He said that from today, nobody will, beef, will eat fruit from you again he spoke to the tree and the next day peter said master see this tree it has dried up why the tree hurt the tree hurt the words were carrying energy ezekiel prophesied to the breath jesus prophesied to the winds peace but still inanimate things they hear what you say. So every time you complain, they contract. Every time you prophesy, they expand. Why? Because air or oxygen in any vessel expands that vessel. Are you understanding this? Did anybody come ready this morning? He prophesied to the breath. He said, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on this thing that they may leave. So I prophesied as I commanded, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Verse 11, then it said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we, are, we ourselves are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open up your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves oh my people and brought you up from your graves I will put my spirit in you and you shall leave and I will place you in your own land then you shall know that I the Lord have spoken it and performed it said the Lord somebody say amen this is a vision that Ezekiel has it's a vision it was not something that happened in his tangible reality but the Bible says the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord so we know that this was a spiritual experience that he had about a time zone that he was not living in yet it was about the future of Israel and so whilst it's a vision it but it also gives us a roadmap of how God operates how God changes things how God establishes times and seasons transforms scenarios and circumstances not somebody beside you say let your spirit be attentive this morning he said the hand of the lord it came upon me and brought me out in the spirit in the spirit can i first of all start off by saying something that if you are going to see your situation correctly if you will see your situations accurately you cannot see them in the flesh you have to see them in the spirit 
Many of us have seen our situations after the flesh. Paul says, henceforth we know no man after the flesh. In other words, after you have Googled Google and you have checked what Google is saying, then you have to ask God, God, what are you saying? In other words, you will say to God, let every man be a liar and let God alone be true. After you have checked the encyclopedia, after you have checked Britannica, after you have checked the doctor's report, after you've seen the accountant's outline, you will now say, God, what are you saying? Because if you were to see a valley of dry bones without being in the spirit, you will panic, you will fear, you will be overwhelmed, you'll be disappointed. If you were to see that situation, that pending relocation, that job situation, that pending bill, that situation at home, if you were to see it after the flesh, how many of you know that fear will be the order of the day? If you were to see COVID-19, 21, 17, 18, 19, bubble, after the flesh, how many of you know that pain and agony will be the situation? But if you see it in the spirit, it is a different dimension. It is a different realm. I'm praying to my God this morning that the scales will fall off your eyes. That you will no longer see that situation like a common man, like an ordinary man, like a usual man, like a regular man. Wherever you have become accustomed to seeing that thing like a regular human, human being, I pray for you by the spirit and the mercy of God that the scales fall off your eyes in the name of Jesus. The hand of the Lord came upon me. He said, and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of dry bones. Full of dry bones. This was not full of dead people. Because if they were full of dead people, at least you will see their flesh. You will see their form. You will see their figure. This valley was full of dry bones. It was bad enough that this was a valley. But I know how to survive a valley. Because David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. But how do I navigate a valley that is not just an empty valley? It's a valley of bones. <laughs> it's a valley of dead things. The bones were not only dead. The bones were dry. They were disconnected. And they were dumped. Somebody shouts dry shout disconnected and shout dumped shout aloud and shout dry dry bones disconnected and dumped that's the way some people feel here this morning. You feel dry. You feel like 2020 drained you. I don't know if anybody has seen that meme. That meme with a little boy that looked and said, are we really sure 2020 has gone? <laughs> Have you seen that? Because it looks like 2021 has taken the form and the shape. Like 2020 dried up your plans, dried up your prayer life, dried up your aspiration. You survived the first month of the lockdown, the first two months, the first three months. You were going on with inspiration and you said I will not expire even though I perspire I will aspire until I inspire come on you were going on there no matter how hell will conspire you were, but after a while your prayer life began dry 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 who knows what I'm talking about you had some reserves in your finances you had some money laid aside you thought to yourself well there's some good money and then you invested in an edutech platform an agritech platform or that platform and then the platform itself dissolved and disappeared and now your finances are mocking you you. 
your account is dry how do you know hard everything is dry no juice no joy no jubilation dry who's ever been in a dry place before too dry to pray too dry to worship your throat was dry God I want to pray but what do I say God I want to sing but how where's the next note where's the next note no notes no notes come on some but no notes no Samsung notes even though Samsung come on dry you feel dry but some of us it's not only that we are dry because if you are just dry then there's a skeleton and maybe the work is less at least there's a skeleton of form but disconnected just all of a sudden feeling disconnected how do I go a year without hugging anybody listen whether you like it or not it has an impact on your psyche some of us love to hug some of us don't really love to hug but every human being we're made for was made for touch and connection it is demonic not to be able to connect with somebody not to be able to touch somebody a disconnection has happened somewhere in the psyche of every human being if I have enough time I would have talked to you about this, how this is a preparation for the hybrid human beings and the rise of robots where you're con 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 completely disconnected from anything faith and fellowship this is a preparation for that age when you don't need to walk into any store walk into any place but a robot will come with a drone to deliver your breakfast and your cereal it's already happening not breakfast but different parts of, of uh, Rwanda and parts of USA where you can deliver blood or things that you buy via drones this is a part of it but listen to this no matter how dry or disconnected you feel this morning by the release of words of prophecy integration is coming to your life that amen does not sound solid or convincing I said integration is coming to your life disconnected but also dumped dumped nobody was in the valley nobody was living in this valley nobody was going to rearrange this place but I thank God that if God can find a prophet he can solve the problem if God can find somebody to prophesy he may not even be operating in the office of the prophet but if he can hold on to the sure word of prophecy if God can find you willing and available this morning as a voice of prophecy by divine inspiration you will rearrange that situation it looked dry. It looked hopeless. It looked depleted. And listen to this. God comes and he acknowledges this. Ezekiel 37 verse 11. Ezekiel 37 verse 11. God said, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry. Verse 11 media. Our bones are dry. That's the way somebody here is speaking. My prayer life is dry. My study life is dry. My marriage is dry. My finances are dry. My aspirations, they are dry. He said, my, the bones, our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off. And God said to me, in the middle of the night, said, there are many people here who have used that expression, what is the hope? Where is the hope? What are the chances of things changing? But can I remind you of something? You have a heavenly father who specializes in turning hopeless situations into testimonies of triumph. And God wants me to remind somebody this morning, never call it hopeless if God is involved. Don't call it hopeless! <laughs> 
When God is involved, go real quick to Romans 15 verse 13. Don't call it hopeless. Romans 15 verse 13. We're going to read this one together so we can sing. Let me give you a few more seconds to write. Don't call it hopeless, Rosemond. Don't call it hopeless, Fala. Don't call it hopeless. If God is involved, look at Romans 15 verse 13. Let's read together. Now, may the God of hope, read loud. Let's read together loud and clear. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In your mind's eye, please take a moment to look at that situation that you think is hopeless. When you have that situation, when you have that picture in your mind, raise your right hand so I know you're ready. He said, now may the God of hope, may the God of hope, may the God of hope, you with all joy and peace in believing so the way God fills you with joy and peace is in you believing that situation as you close your eyes raise that right hand and shout there is still hope I didn't say just say it I said shout there is still hope Yes, I love that energy. As you shout, there is still hope with that picture in your mind. See that picture moving from dryness to greenness. See that picture moving from sickness to wholeness. See that picture moving from doubt and decay to fulfillment. And now shout, there is still hope. I want to see that situation in your body. It could be a lump in your breast. It could be a sprain around your knee. It could be a disease that has attacked your body or your mind. Maybe you just feel dry in your mind. There is nothing wrong with your body. But you feel confused, tired, overwhelmed, blocked up, locked down, locked out. And I want to shout, there is still hope! Dami, I wanted to raise your right hand and shout Idris. I wanted a Dalapo. Raise your right hand and shout there is still hope. Shout I receive the infilling of the God of hope. Say I receive joy. I receive peace over this matter. Shout I receive joy and I receive peace. Now pray in the Holy Ghost if you can for about 30 seconds. There is still hope for recovery. There is still hope for restoration. There is still hope for realignment. There is still hope. I see you praying. It's not over. It's not done it's not gone it's not dead the bible says a living dog is better than a dead lion he said there is hope for a tree when it is cut for at the scent of water at the scent of water at the release of the fragrance of the spirit at the release of the distillation of divine revelation at the release of spiritual energy he said that tree will bring for life Do you know what God is saying? He's saying when you run out of hope, log onto my own portal. When your Wi-Fi runs out, 
you log on to somebody's hot spot. Are you understanding this? If he calls him the God of hope, that means God never runs out of hope. Do you know how long it took for God to chase you down when you run away? He never lost hope. He never lost hope. He, he moved you. He said, may the God of hope fill you with joy. Do you know what it means? If hope fills you, it means hopelessness empties you. It means hopelessness drains you. It means hopelessness tires you. It means hopelessness wearies you. The reason you've been so drained, so tired over that issue is that hopelessness has been setting in because you've waited for three years and no marriage five years and no issue six months and no job three months and the healing has not manifested in your body you did two tests and three tests and the return of the results still came out with the wrong report but whose report shall you believe i will believe the report of the lord i will believe the voice of the lord he says the god of hope will fill you with joy and peace i deal with hopelessness i uproot you from the minds of god's people i come with a peak in the spirit with the digger in the spirit I excavate every form of overwhelm and fatigue the life of God begins to fill you with hope begins to fill you with joy and peace you resonate at the frequency of God you are inflated with oxygen you are oxygenated with divine inspiration there is a spirit in man and the breath of God gives him understanding you understand the deep things of God please help me get up and out of your seat low leg or elbow somebody and shout the God of hope is filling you the God of hope is filling you with this word but listen hope is important hope is key hope is essential hope is necessary as a matter of fact without hope you cannot have faith and without faith it's impossible to please God so hope must be in place before you even have faith Hope means it's a part of your mind that is saying this is not over. Listen, if you're going to believe any line, believe the lines of the word, not your deadlines. Because the lines will come on. Only one person got it. It's okay to clap right there. I said if you will believe any lines, don't believe your deadlines. Believe the lifelines of the word of God. Oh, it's too late. Who said that? The God who can hold the sun my God the God who can tell the sun stand still oh I wish you came earlier well I'm here now and I still have faith oh come on somebody talk about see one of the things you can't afford to be let me tell you this year you can't be quiet oh. if you are quiet you'll be quietened you are in a war zone and the only equipment that God gave you, I pray I get there in this message, that God gave you in Ephesians 6, he said, and the sword of the spirit, which is what? The sword of the spirit, which is what? Which means your word is your sword. If we are not seeing it, in other words, if you are not seeing it, we are not seeing it. And if we are not seeing it, you are not using it. A sword that your enemy does not see is not a sword that is going to kill that enemy. In the spirit realm, the way they see your sword is by you speaking. In the spirit in the natural they see your sword by you holding the physical sword in the spirit realm voices activate substance oh god don't be quiet even if you don't understand say i hear why, why are you also you're quiet in the war zone i said the word of god in your mouth is the sword of the spirit cannot afford to be quiet Someone said, but I'm tired. I know you're tired, but speak. 
Because the word puts you on the road to repair. Listen, when you were dead in your trespasses, how did you become alive in Christ? With the heart, man believed. Romans 10 and 9. And with the mouth, confession was made on salvation. When you were dead, now how about now that you feel ill or sick? Either in your soul or in your mind. Speak the same word. If the word was good enough to bring me into life, then the word is good enough to repair the things that feel dead in my life. If you don't believe it, keep on sitting down. If you believe it, stand up on your two feet like a warrior. Throw your fist in the air and shout, I'm pulling out my sword. Somebody shout, I'm pulling out my sword. The problem with many of us is that we have not even ventured in the dimension of hope. But we must rekindle hope. And hope is a function not only of the words that you hear, but the atmosphere you immerse yourself in. Because you never believe that certain things are possible until you connect with people whose reality is a reflection of your possibility. So watch your atmosphere in the season. Jesus, when he wanted to raise that little girl who was dead, he sent everybody out. Because he needed a certain kind of atmosphere. There are certain things you don't share with people until you know that they are resonating at a frequency of faith that can carry and support that which you're trusting God for. Otherwise, their own lack of hope will become your hopelessness. Jesus, when he was going to the deepest intercession of his life, he didn't take seven or two. He didn't take 120. He took three disciples. So many of us are in the realm of hope, but hope does not change things. Hope can change your internal environment. Hope can change your atmosphere. Hope can change, hope can change your configuration. But hope does not change things. If you're going to change circumstances, if you're going to change situations, you're going to need more than hope. You're going to need faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. What does it say about faith? Damn it, I wish you were writing because you need to write this down. Do you know why you need to write this down? You absorb more when you write. But also so you can make references to it in prayer. How many of you know that you no longer have an excuse to not be able to pray for one hour a day? The confessions take between 12 and 15 minutes to declare. So if you are to declare the confessions four hours, sorry, four times a day, 15 minutes, you got one hour. If you don't know what to pray, I don't know what to pray, I don't want, you don't know what to pray, no problem. Take Sunday's message. They are not supposed to be good nuggets. They are weapons of war. Take the message. But if you don't write anything down, where will you find the bullets or the arrows to fire? He says, now, what is faith? Talk to me now. Faith is the substance of the things that you are hoping for. Faith is the substance of the things you are hoping for and it is the proof. The evidence. The sign that what you are hoping for exists. He said that, let it sink. You've quoted it but do you leave it? Do you understand it? He said the faith is the substance of the things you're hoping for. In other words, it's not enough to hope for things. Do you have the substance? Verse 2, look at what it says. 
It says, for by it. How did our forebears in the spirit, how did they obtain a good testimony? How did Abraham obtain a good testimony? How did David kill Goliath? How did Noah build the ark? Oh, come and talk to me. How did Isaiah prophesy? How did Jonah survive the depths of the belly of the whale? How did Moses part the Red Sea? How did Esther preserve the Lord's people? How was Esther able to preserve the Lord's people? How was Ruth able to walk in the promise of God? He said, by faith, the elders, they obtained a good report. It was by faith. If it was by faith, it's still going to be by faith now. The question is, how? does faith come listen your faith operates in levels in doses in dimension think about your faith your faith like your battery power do you know that your battery can run out how many of you have been in that place before you're trying to make a very important call or to save something on from ig live talk to me or a very important call sms and then what happened what happened to the battery? Died. Was the person still at the other end? But could you connect with them? That is your battery failing you when you need it. This is what Jesus meant by Peter, Peter, the enemy has sought you to sift you as wheat. But I have that your battery will not die when you need it most. He's saying to Peter, the way the enemy can disconnect you, discombobulate you, is if your faith fails. But if your faith does not fail, the enemy will try to disconnect you, sift you as wind, but he will never succeed. Why? Because this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So if your faith fails, the promises of God are still yea and amen. The promises of God are still true, but your faith has failed, your battery has run out. And Jesus said, what is the antidote to that? How do you do that? What do you do to ensure your faith does not fail? In that situation, what does it say? I have prayed for you. I have communicated with God on your behalf. I have spoken words in the spirit. So for my faith to be intact, what do I need? I need the word of God. Somebody say, I need the word of God. Somebody shout aloud, I need the word of God. I need to edit so many things here. I need the word. Psalm 138 verse 2 to 4. Psalm 138 verse 2. Who's going to obtain a testimony by faith? Just raise your hand, shout your name. Who is going to obtain a testimony by faith? Psalm 138, 2-4 He says, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth for you have magnified your word above all your name. God says or David says to God you have magnified what are the names you call God shouted father helper Rafa which means healer protector provider defender he said God you have magnified your words above all your name in other words all those names 
They are powerful, they are great, but until you understand the commitment that God has to manifesting the reality of those names, those names will be lines of poetry in your life. There will be lyrics. There will be empty words. That we must revisit the power of the word of God. The first thing you must understand about the power of the word of God is that the word of God is the creative agency of God. The word of God is the creative agency of God. Number one, write that down. The word of God is the creative agency of God. What does that mean? God creates everything he creates with the word everything the word says in hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 that we understand by faith the walls were framed by the word of god knowing that the things that are visible were not made by the things that are visible but they were made by the invisible things so god created the entire world with the power of his word this is the reason you must not joke with the word listen if you are not hearing god nothing new will come out of your life if you're not hearing God, nothing every day will look like the old day because nothing new has come. That's why Isaiah said, morning by morning, he awakeneth my ear. He said, I hear as the learned, which means that every day there is a word that God has ordained to create something new, a different experience, a different conviction, a different. This is the reason for your daily devotion. Somebody say new things. This is the reason in our text before God told Ezekiel prophesy and reconfigure this dry, valley of dry bones. He says the hand of the Lord came upon me and he lifted me up in the spirit of the Lord and he showed me and then he spoke to me. You cannot speak to dry bones until you have been spoken to by the living word. Uh-huh. 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 You got it. Somebody, you can't. There's an order. The problem is many of us, we are just speaking to things, but those things, our words are empty. Because what gives your words weight is that you have attributed weight to the words of God in your heart. So the weight of your words are transferred energy based on the weight of God's words in your heart. That's why in your heart there's an expression saying, Oh, who will let me? Do you know what who means? It means that these words are weighty in my mouth. I cannot just say them like that. What that means, what that implies is that the, for your words to be weighted, God's words must be weighted to you. If God is going to create anything new in your life, he starts with words. This is the reason before God delivers the promise to you in your hands, he must paint pictures of that thing in your heart many times for days, for weeks, for months, and for years before that thing comes to pass. In the second service, I pray I'm able to get there. I'm going to talk about meditation because meditation is the art of spiritual incubation. Listen, it's difficult for you to handle anything in your hands if you have not handled it faithfully in your heart. You carry the words of God in two dimensions. You must carry it in your heart first and then carry it in your hands. God's word is like a, a seed, like a woman carries the word in her womb first before she carries it in her hands. Your heart is the womb of your spirit. You must carry that word. It creates something. Do you know that when the baby is inside the belly of the woman, her hormones begin to change. Certain things are created that were not there before. Certain things that were there before are activated. When you put the word of God in the belly of your spirit, man, all of a sudden your outlook, your physique, your orientation, your disposition, they begin to change. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but that 
that person cannot just be seated when i say god's word is the creative agency vdo let me explain to you you are a designer so before you buy the fabric when you look at your client you can see what will suit them you might ask a couple of questions in your mind you create the design you might not be the one to put the foot on the pedal and on the machine and to stitch it that is not your primary responsibility because you are the creator are you understanding this so what do you do you communicate what you have created in your mind you communicate it to your tailors and your seamstresses you draw pictures you illustrate this is what God does he has a picture of your life and every stroke of the word is the paintbrush of his divine artistry painting what he wants to do in your heart and you will think it's wishful thinking you will think it's your personal treatment of your imagination but if you will go into the secret place and you will hold on to that word all of a sudden the part of it that is you will fall away the part of you that is God will become consolidated the part of you that is panic will fall away the part of it that produces power will come stronger in your life I proclaim and prophesy your days of emptiness are over your days of death are over your days of weakness they are over why because from today you will begin to create by the word somebody shout I will create by the word shout it louder I create by the word everything God does he does by the word so these things if you are not reading your Bible there's not much material for God to work with in your life Dr. O, as you go to the UK, go with your Bible. Not just in your suitcase or on an app, but create a schedule. Because where you're going to can kill your desire for the word. Because all of a sudden, the things that were prayer points in Nigeria, they are everywhere. In the, but the reason we go into the word of God is not just because we want to create material things, but because we want to partner with God for his kingdom to come on earth. For the dimension of his innovation and creativity to be distilled in material dimensions in in the world not somebody say let's create some things let's create some things let's create some things let's create let's create some things in this house let's create oh, over the last one year I've not been seeing us here I've been seeing us in a vast acre of land I've been seeing us in a bigger property and somebody will be like does it make sense in a lockdown well there is a lockdown around the world but not a lockdown in my mind there's no lockdown in my spirit there's no lockdown in my imagination there's no lockdown in my subconscious mind create 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 I've been talking to my wife I said I feel like buying you a new car so every time I drive a car I'm like we need some new cars create 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 I've been talking to some of the leaders and I'm gonna be calling every one of the leaders again this week to create through questions to, to expand somebody shout create If God created everything by his word, why do you joke with his word? If God has exalted his word above his name, why are you exalting the names of rich people above, above the word of God? How do you know you exalt names of rich people? When an uncle or a prominent client promises you something, you are more excited about it than the promise of the word of God. Be honest with yourself. This is the reason. Listen, if you believe the words of men, you will get only what men can give you. But if you believe the word of God, you will get things that only God can give you. If you believe the word of God, you will obey it. We'll talk about it in the second service. GB! Don't believe your clients more than you believe the word of God. It's simple. 
say, no, God, I believe you, I believe you, I believe you. If somebody gave you a check of 10 million naira, you would be so excited, you would dance over it. When was the last time you found the promise that your word is health to my flesh and strength to my bones and all you are doing for 15 minutes is dancing around. This is what makes you, this is the proof that you believe it, that you act in line with it. That's the proof. Listen, Sunday, Sunday diet will not transform your life. Sunday, Sunday diet will not deliver your destiny. You cannot, listen, you cannot eat food weekly and have strength daily. It cannot work. It was not designed to work that way. Over the last two to three weeks, I've not been able to rest the way I wanted to rest. I didn't travel the way I wanted to travel and all of that. But listen to what I've been doing. One of the things I've been doing, saturating myself with the word. Not to preach to you. That's easy. Saturating myself. Listen, the trailer, the tanker that delivers fuel has a fuel tank itself. Listening to some of the messages I preached. There's a message I preached in 2015 that blessed me last night. Listen to some anointed speakers that I believe, whose ministries I believe are authentic, authenticated by God. Listening to worship music, going into the closet, into the office and praying. That's what my wife and I have been doing. If you are not doing that, you are not ready for anything new. When the Bible says, behold, I do a new thing. Do you know the next line it said? It says, shall you not see it? God can be doing something new and all you are seeing is what is old. Look at somebody say, we are tired of this version of you. If you want to be creative, look at God. If you want inspiration, go to God. Say, I don't feel inspired. Who are you listening to? God has inspiration to spare. This song we did this morning. How many of you were blessed by this song this morning? The song we did. Your word is a reminder that you love me. It came here. That's why there was a little bit of delay. God has his, whatever your field is, whatever your space is. When people say there's a casting down, the reason you will say there's a lifting up is not that you're trying to lie. It's that you know a God who does not go down with the economy. Number two. Number two. God's word is life. It's the life of God. <laughs> And the food for my spirit. I still have a lot to share, so I think I'm going to close with this number two point in the service and continue in the second service. God's word is the life. Somebody say God's word is the life of God. That energy level is not quite there. <laughs> John chapter 1. In the beginning... In the big, listen, let me just mention this as well. This series we're doing, don't put Bobo mentality into it. Don't say, God's word is the life of God, but what happened to this Christian? I don't know. Me too, I have questions. But I believe God's word above what happened to them. Are, are you understanding this? How about, I don't know. Even Paul that gave us the book of the revelation. He, I have questions. I know people who are close to me who have transitioned. I don't know. Paul said, we know in part. We prophesy in part. Do you understand? But what I know 
is God's word is still true and I will believe that word above how I feel above the tears I've cried that's all I know so don't say but 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 let's leave the bots behind it's in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was so when I'm eating the word what am I eating This is the reason. Let me quickly get that for you. Let me just get that for you. So that you see it. Bolaka kataba sakabas. Shonda malaba rakatesos. Zedo barakasilo brakapala. Ratataba solo vrubalibozos. Shibataka zabadoria dabaga. Vruzobolia badiba lakasas. I want to get this for you. Give us Job 23, verse 12, very quickly. Job 23, verse 12. It is the life of God and is the food for my spirit. It is the life of God and is the food for my spirit. Can you read that loud and clear? Everybody read it loud and clear. Did you understand that? Job said, I have not departed. In other words, God's word is not an airport I launch out from. It's the aircraft I fly in and the house I live in. You know the aircraft, the airport lounge, departure. Some of us, we only use the word to take off. And when we have, have taken off, our businesses have taken off, our lives have taken off, you know what happens? Say, ah, let me leave the word. No. A tree, listen, never outgrows its roots. Many wise sayings, right? This morning. Quotable quotes. A tree that you can't outgrow your roots. As the tree is growing, it must stay connected to the roots. You are born again by the incorruptible seed. He says, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. He's saying that the words of God are more important than the yam and egg, than the bread and egg, than the jollof rice. Than the Amola, Abula, Bagiri. Tell me more. What, what else do you like to hear? He said, My word, it's the life. It's the life. It's the life. This is the reason if you go to Psalm 119, verse 162, Psalm 109, and verse 162, he said, I rejoice in your word, in your promise, like one who finds great spoil, like one who finds great treasure. So when you are hearing the word, your response should be joy. And listen. Sometimes you have to train yourself into it. Look at what Jesus said. He said, where your treasure is, where will your heart be? That's where your heart will be. So if you treasure the word, your heart will long for the word. When your heart longs for the word, the seed of the word will find space in your heart. When the seed of the word finds space in your heart, don't forget your heart is the womb of the spirit. The seeds of God find a healthy space in your heart without any kind of growth or all of that in, the, in your heart. And by the way, the seed of God is able to purge your heart. The seed of a man may not cure fibroid, but the seed of God will clean any growth inside the womb it enters. 
But there's a way, and I'll show you in, in, in the second service. There's a way. There's a system for it. It is not this. See, you don't get clean. There's another wise word. You don't get clean by touching water. Do you understand? You bathe in it. You swim in it. You expose every part of your body to it. You scrub it. You intensely engage it. You vigorously appropriate it. You muse and meditate on it. It is life. It is the life of God. Hebrews 4 verse 12. For the word of God is living and active. The word of God is living and powerful. Hey. So if you feel weak, the word of God is your energizer. And guess what? The word of God is living. It is not dead. It is organic. It is growing. When I say the word of God is the life of God. Everything you see today was created directly or indirectly by the word. Everything. Everything. Mobile phones, computers, cars. Said the word of God. Let's shout this together. Say the word of God is living. Can you see it living in you? Say the word of God is living. Say the word of God is powerful. Say the word of God is living in my life. Say the word of God is powerful in my life. If you can't stay for the second service, because I'm going to be going deeper and sharing some practical things. How do you engage the power of the word? How? See, if this thing is what we're doing, can we do it right? Why? There's no need doing it like this, like this. There's no need. Because you will miss out on the worldliness that you wanted, that you run away from. And you miss out on the promise. No, let's, let's focus on it. Let's focus on it. The word of God is living and powerful. If you do the things I'm going to share with you in the second service, you do it every day. I promise you, in seven days, you will have a testimony. Because the Bible says, by faith, the elders did what? Have, do you know there's a slang called, I will obtain you? What does it mean? I will take from you even without your permission. That's what the woman with the issue of blood did. She obtained Jesus. That's what happened. She took the healing virtue without his active permission. Jesus said, ah, who touched me? Peter said, everybody is touching. That is where many people in the church are. Many people are touching, but they are not in touch. Peter said, ah, the crowd is pressing you now. Everybody is touching. Proximity is not intimacy. Ari Wokone music. You all hearing what I'm saying? Ari Wokone music. There was a touch and there was a touch. If you will do it, I promise you. Next week you will come and share a testimony. I used to have this pin around my knee. I, I did this thing you said. It was gone. He said by it, the elders obtained. Obtained. 
and it requires a dimension of consistency. If the doctor prescribes medication and says twice daily for five days and you do it once daily for four days, you have not completed the dosage. And if you take all the pills at once, it will not deliver the same result. That's what many of us do. We do intense, intense, intense two-day prayer, three-day prayer, and then the next three weeks, no intimacy. It won't work. I want us to cry out to the Lord in one to two minutes. Lord, stir up my appetite for the word. And I don't want it to be quiet. I want it to be open mouth, to, to be loud. Open my mouth. Race to a close in five minutes. But let's take one minute. If you want, you can raise your hand. If you want, you can face a wall if it's close to you. But pray with intensity from your heart. He said, I rejoice over your one like one who has found great treasure. This was David. This was David. Shalabako Zavadia Kabaka. Ratakopa Levrozabatius. Suzate Rakatospaka. Kindle my appetite. You know, sometimes when you're stressed, or sometimes when you feel depressed, or sometimes when you have cold or flu or kata or some illnesses, do you know one of the things that happens? Loss of appetite. So loss of appetite for the word of God is oftentimes a symptom of an illness or a sickness of an external virus or bacteria that has distorted your, your ability to desire or eat food. I want to pray and cry out to God. There's no loss of appetite in my life. No loss of spiritual appetite. My taste boards are fully functional. Not only naturally but in the things of the spirit. I desire, I crave, I yearn. I crave, I yearn the word. I yearn for the word. Pray louder in 20 more seconds. Paro Samaka. Lesovratos palatubalia. Isosoporotokos. Give us a hunger for the word. Give us a desire for the word. Give us a yearning. This is not about you meeting your master life quarter. This is not about you scratching your religious itch. This is about your life. Father, we proclaim over this house. That there's a fresh desire for the word. That we are built up by the word. I pray for you. For the wisdom and the discipline to turn away from distractions. The things that pose themselves as being more important. Than your private times of fellowship. We rebuke those things in the name of Jesus. Desire the word from today. Crave the word from today. Yearn for the word from today. In the name of Jesus. The wisdom to hear. The wisdom to listen. The wisdom to pay attention. Receive right now. Not just the wisdom but also the grace. For there is such a thing as the spirit of grace and supplication. From today. You will not struggle. As you have made that commitment. The spirit of grace kicks in. And you begin to consume vast volumes of the written word. Not only will you consume vast volumes, the word will consume you. And birth a deeper you, a better you, a higher you, a stronger you. You are not in a lull. You are not in a daze. You are revived.
you are refreshed like Ezekiel prophesied to the bones you will prophesy and see results like Ezekiel prophesied and those bones were created because of the creative energy of the word everything dry in your life comes back to life in the name of Jesus somebody give God praise right now on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.